So I hit a milestone today, John. I, uh, or at least I thought I did. I stepped every morning, every other morning, I step on the scale because you know I've been trying to lose some weight, yeah. and I my goal was to get below 180 pounds because I haven't been below 180 pounds probably since college. Why are we not recording this? I am recording this. Oh, it's not showing recording. Oh well, I am. It says recording Damn on it. my end. Where but, is it on uh, mine? It always says it on my end. Hold on. There it is. Never mind. It's recording, John. Are we recording, Nick? We're, we're recording. Okay. <laughs> when right, did I ever stop recording? Sorry, I'm thinking, uh, this is good stuff. I want it. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> yeah. Of course it's good stuff. That's the only time I record is when there's really good stuff, except for all that other good stuff that I didn't record. Well, that's the only time there's any good stuff is when you're recording. Let's work it backwards. That's what I just said. No, you said it the other way around. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Anyway, I so, hit a milestone tell today. Tell us about this milestone. Yeah, I, I stepped on the scale today, yep. and it said 178 pounds. So I, I hit below. Wow. But then I only problem is I, I didn't have my other foot on the scale yet. <laughs> yes, which is similar <laughs> to what it says when I step on the scale. We've got one of the electronic ones. It yep. says one at a time, which is <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> hate yeah. that scale. But no, in reality, it it I did I I did have to shuffle my feet a little bit. I wasn't standing exactly where I needed to, right in the middle. But yeah. I still I was still at 180 pounds, which I was pretty proud of myself for. That's really good. And yeah. on that vein, I will give my wife big credit because she set a goal. And Lisa's not a large person. She has lost like 17 and a half pounds. Good and her for her. Goal was for 18, and so she's. A half pound off. She is just, I don't think she'd mind my saying that. Either way, I just said it. Um, <laughs> but I'm very proud of her. She's worked hard. This has been yeah. changed menus a little bit, but not, you know, in a way that's, that's, uh, uh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the diets well, are terrible, but hers has been amazing. But she just worked out really hard too. So. Yeah. And it, it, We've talked about this before on the podcast, our famous line. Your famous line. Yeah. We're going to have to get t-shirts with that say that. <laughs> we've we've talked about this before, or I think we talked about this before. I think people just expect me to repeat myself, so I don't even have to say it. That's true. That That's what happens true. when you're a geezer. You just say crap over and over again. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. And you really are. <laughs> Sorry, you I, it just you are you, you opened yourself wide to that one. Here to help. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I don't even remember where I was going. You oh, completely threw me off with that. I know, right? <laughs> well, no, my wife gets mad at me because I don't lose weight. I, well, if I work out, I'm going to lose weight. But depending on the workout, obviously, if I'm trying to build muscle, I'm not going to lose weight because that's just, that's more weight, right? But the way I lose weight fairly quickly is just by changing the amount that I eat. Yeah, you've said that. You're, she, yeah, you're she yeah, she can't do that. She tries it and she doesn't really lose any weight. But let's herself. talk about Jen for a moment because she is, I would say it's safe to say a vegetarian. Yes. Uh, close. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or close to it. I mean, way yeah. closer than you and I are way closer right. than I am. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, since I but have veg vegetarian, animals, we've, know. yeah, we've had this, this discussion yep. in, in our little circle yeah. that, Veganism, vegetarianism alone doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. Absolutely not. However, it's it seems to be easier to manage. It's not like, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I put on a couple of pounds because I had way too many artichokes yesterday. That's, right. 
that conversation very seldom happens. But no, if, if you had way too many pieces of birthday cake and then a couple of steaks beforehand, then you can see where it's going to. Exactly. And yeah. so if you're now, let's, let's clarify that. If you're a raw vegan. Yes. Meaning everything that you eat is whole food or a whole food vegan, mm-hmm. you're going to lose weight because there you can't the the problem is there are plenty of people out there that call themselves vegan right and they're eating they're eating plant-based a plant-based diet but that Mm -hmm. plant-based diet includes heavily processed foods sure you know your boca burgers or your even your beyond meat burgers Mm -hmm. those are fattening they're they're gonna fatten you up that's why i avoid them like the plague i I knew that i knew (laughs) that of you yeah Actually, they're pretty good. I, I've had the the Burger King, uh, not a sponsor. The Burger King Beyond Meat Whopper, yes, very very good. You can't really tell the difference. I, you in know, my mind. I've heard that, and I, I I'm just I'm still not. I, I guess if your goal is to become a vegetarian, then okay, I guess I can see it. But otherwise. Is it that much healthier than? No, it's it- not. That's and that's you. You you hit my point right yeah. there. Yeah. It's not any healthier. It's just for for people that are doing the vegan diet solely for because they don't want to eat meat. They yes. don't. It's a cruelty based thing. Sure. Then it's a fantastic alternative. As long as but they it, don't wear leather or right. have any <laughs> right. coats made of animal hide. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, and you know, it, it, there are dif- differing degrees of veganism. There are. You know, there are some vegans that refuse to eat honey. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Just the and, same as they refuse to eat milk. And it's see, a, when it does not, when it's a byproduct of an animal, such as milk or honey or wool, for that matter, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt the animal any i mean that's what that animal does i i i find a little bit of uh mm, uh, virtue signaling behind yeah no i i'm very yeah i and again we're we're, now we're going down a very slippery slope for all the vegans that listen i know you do but for all the vegans that listen to our podcast we love both of them we do. We do. But I, I agree. I, you know, I have done the vegan diet before it had nothing to do with, um, uh, the animal side of things sure. because I have hunted in the past. I love venison. Uh, I have no problem with that. I uh, will go down a different path here in a minute, but for me, yeah, don't take away my honey. Don't take away my cheese. Oh, you no know? milk. I'm okay with, I don't, I don't drink milk. I, I actually prefer the nut milks, but not because I'm allergic to milk or, yeah. or anything like that. I just prefer the taste of nut milk, I, but I love my smoked Gouda. Oh gosh. Oh, I love gosh, my yeah. baked brie. Give me some good baked brie any yeah. day of the any day yeah. of the week with honey. I like baked brie on a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yes, I, I'm with you. I I don't eat a lot of honey. I love it when I do uh, English muffins, for example, with some melted butter and honey. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, or a, went, go ahead. A, a southern biscuit with a little bit of honey. Oh gosh, southern biscuits! I, and I try to avoid that stuff because that really is throw it on my waistline because that's right. where it ends up. You might as well just rub it on. Oh my! And I do. And the, and the, <laughs> the honey helps them to stick. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you ride your motorcycle a lot, so you're afraid the wind is going to take it off. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I wonder, so not, not, I'll let you finish here in a minute, but here's yeah. a little rabbit hole for us to think about. Sure. Are there any vegan 
motorcycle riders and what do they do about their leathers to protect themselves? I think they probably wear carbon fiber. <laughs> there you go. But you're hurting the carbon fiber tree at that point. Well, potentially. Uh, <laughs> does that help or hurt your carbon footprint? Ah, uh, well, it depends on if you crash or not. Or if you had carbon fiber shoes, that would be right. carbon footprint. footprint. Yeah, it's we were kind of both going the same way. I think both of our jokes failed. <laughs> oh, mine failed much less than yours failed. <laughs> That's true. Well, that isn't that normally what happens no, you're on the our straight podcast. Man. People say Nick is so smart because he's stupid John straight man. I'm like Tommy Smothers and you're like Dickie Smothers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone listening to this pod. Well, I shouldn't say that. I was gonna because there are yes, there are some some people that would know the Smothers Brothers. But Smothers Brothers, yeah. Go to I the know YouTube. the audience that comes from my side of the podcast probably have no idea who the Smothers Brothers are. You, you know, it's surprising though. As young as you are, as youthful and exuberant, um, you know a lot about crap that happened before your time. Yes. So I think that. We have to make sure we give our audience enough credit that if they don't understand what we say, probably like 95% of the time, um, just go to YouTube and search for it because that's where we get most of our stuff. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. So before I interrupted on that yeah. vegan rabbit hole, the vegan motorcycle uh, rabbit hole, that's what were you going to say? Tagline, I can tell. Already. The vegan motorcycle? Yeah. Yes. The what, what would we say? The vegan Harley drive. Uh, the vegan biker, vegan biker. There it is. The vegan biker. Yeah. I like that. Okay. We'll use that All or right. something, you know, more forward, like, uh, uh, something like, uh, uh, squash Harley or no vegan. No biker. vegan biker. Yeah. That's simple. Occam's razor. Yeah. Uh, please stick with Occam's razor. Occam's yep. razor. Occam's razor. Yeah. Hockam. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Occam's brother. That's the Jewish razor. <laughs> I'm for Clemens. There's the other part of it. Hockam's razor. Vegan bikers, Hockam razors, and we'll have to come up with a third one here very soon. You're going to have to put Hockam's. You're going to put Hockam's. <laughs> so, yes, before we talked about Hockham's right. <laughs> yeah, what were you gonna say? I already you're gonna make me have to go to the bathroom again. I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> yes, he is a human constipation killer. They just call me pisser. <laughs> yes, they do. But usually behind your back. Yeah. So I have good hearing though. Go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, the the vegetarian thing. I truly think it's it's fine. I don't judge people, but what happens sometimes is vegetarians or more often vegans judge people who are not. And yes, well, you are just you know what it, to each his own. And and if you if you want to go that route, that's fine. And if it's health reasons or uh, you know uh, animal cruelty reasons or everybody is entitled to that. Yeah. That's so you know you and and you make a very good point. One of the reasons Jennifer is not a vegan. One, there are a couple reasons. Um, she did do the vegan diet for a very long time, and I was very proud of her for sticking to it because it's not easy. It oh, really isn't. In our society, it's really not easy. Agreed. I'd actually probably be more of a vegetarian if I wasn't on the road as much as I am yeah. because it's very hard on the road. Yeah. 
but one of the reasons that she is not a vegan was not because she didn't like the diet, was because of all of the backlash or the, um, not backlash, it's a poor word for it, but the, just, just exactly what you, you, um, the suggested the judginess, the yeah. militant side of it. She yeah. wasn't militant about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. She loves animals and she doesn't you want to see animals hurt, but she doesn't, she's not militant about it. She did it mostly for health reasons mm -hmm. with a side of, I don't want to see animals hurt or I want them to live a, a <laughs> you said that with a side of, <laughs> yeah, with the side of, side of pudding. <laughs> exactly. Oh, pudding. Mm. Mm, pudding. We were doing uh, rabbit hole. We were doing this uh, during one of our calls. People were commenting on different types of pudding and food and, and chocolate treats and stuff. And one of I put in there, one of my favorites is avocado pudding. Oh. And I got no responses. Speaking of vegan, hmm. that was kind of disappointing. Well, that is. I, I mean, I could see avocado, and if you don't use them a lot, I love avocado, but they don't have a, a strong flavor. They right. take on the flavor of yes. what you mix with them. So it doesn't surprise me at all. I've never had avocado ice cream. Oh, maybe I have. Not uh, ice cream, pudding. I'm sorry, forgive me, which is nothing more than ice cream. Unfrozen avocado. <laughs> Unfrozen, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know the exact uh, quantities or exact ingredients, but I think in reality, all it really is, it's chocolate pudding for this, this instance, uh -huh. is avocados, um, chocolate uh, powder or cacao. Nestle Quick. <laughs> Nestle Quick, yeah. No, that's got milk in it, so you can't be vegan. Yeah. Uh, but um, cocoa powder. <laughs> yes. And agave nectar. Oh, okay. And that's it. And then you blend it really, really well, and you've got pudding. That sounds good. It's more of a mousse than a pudding, I guess. I did have, that's a fine line, I did have the avocado ice cream with uh, pistachios. Ooh, yummy. Delicious. Very, yeah. very good. Really, really good. And we, just, we just did an oat milk. Uh, ice cream, oh, chocolate that? and peanut butter. Well, so my favorite ice cream in the entire world is Haagen-Dazs chocolate peanut butter. Delicious. Yeah. So that's why I got this because it's, it's a nut milk. Uh, actually it's oat milk. It's not even nut milk. It's oat milk, chocolate peanut butter. So if I'm comparing it to regular ice cream, spot on, loved it, would buy it a hundred times. Okay. If I'm oh. comparing it to my favorite ice cream. Oh. Not even close. Not even in the same ballpark. Oh, so be well. I mean, if you used regular cream, yes, you're going to get a creamier, smoother. It's a yeah. big difference. It does. It does. But this was still fairly creamy, fairly fairly smooth. Yeah. Um. So something I've done with with Peyton because we try to limit her sugar as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um. Is I have made coconut ice cream. And the easiest way to do that, it's very simple because the best ice cream you can make, I think, is a custard-based ice cream. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to make a custard using coconut milk or coconut cream. Okay. So what I do is I take the coconut – exactly. I take the coconut cream, and then you can actually get coconut condensed – sweetened condensed milk, which does have a lot of sugar in it, but it's still – when you're mixing it, it's – yeah. So you get the coconut milk, you get the, the condensed coconut, uh, sweetened condensed coconut milk. You mix that in a, in a mixer and then you pour that into an ice cream maker and it makes really, really good, really, really smooth ice cream. Mm. 
Um, it's got a little bit of a coconut flavor, obviously, but you can put chocolate in it. You can put uh, vanilla in it. And it really, it's very, very good. And it's the closest thing I've found to homemade ice cream that you can get because we've tried other things. You know, we do nice cream, which is made out of bananas and stuff like that. It just never, it's great when it's soft serve, but once you freeze it, it's hard as a rock and it never comes out the same. This is the, this particular recipe um, comes out fairly soft. So well, I'm a big fan of, and I'm not sure exactly what it is consistency wise, but the Coco Lopez. Yes. Which is a, a coconut cream or yep. amazing, but extraordinarily sweet. Yes. And if you put, so here's my secret recipe for pina coladas. You put in your desired amount of rum in a pitcher full of ice, and then you add half a can of Coco Lopez and half a can of crushed pineapple. Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh that's it that's all in it and it's a wonderful sounds like a stomach ache waiting to happen it's not it's a delightful oh i'm sure it's delightful sort of a sugar mouthful of rum based drinking (laughs) see i would do a bottle of rum half a can (laughs) of both we'll be fine <laughs> that would be fun. I had f- one pina colada, and that's like a lot. It was only one peat pitcher full. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's uh, margaritas are also dangerous. Like that. yes, them at home and and putting in the correct amount of tequila. Yeah, Jen's uncle is well known for his um, margaritas, and the fact that if you have one or two, you are laid out for the rest of the night (laughs) yeah i guess i would fall into that same yeah category yeah but it's worth it's all worth it go ahead sorry i I would say no no i was i was going to change a little bit because earlier you were talking about uh before we got on live you got you talked a little bit about traveling again and i was wondering what it's been like to, and you're just to clarify, you're mostly over the road travel. You're not flying. Correct. I'm, I never fly um, yep. unless we're going to big meetings because my area is with all within driving distance. It would actually take me longer to fly to yeah. my furthest point than it would to drive there. And you are a fortunate man because of that. But uh, well, how's it been? I mean, hotels. Well, no, I have not done hotels yet. I, I am. St- oh. Nope. I, I am unique. Um, for those of you who don't know my geography or the job that I do, but I'm very unique in the, in the sense that I have most of the people that do my job have stores within, you know, 15 minutes of their house. So they, they can, they're pretty close, but there are several of us that don't live quote unquote in our area. I don't actually live in my area because I live in Nashville, but my area is part of the Midwest region. So my closest store is 90 minutes away, but I have several in my district that are within two and a half hours. And that's kind of my cutoff. Three hours is about my cutoff. If I have to drive three hours to get to one of my stores, then I'll probably stay overnight. If it's, well, let me rephrase that. If it's more than three hours, I will probably stay overnight. But if it's within that three hour drive, then I'll drive back home. Yeah, um, you have to look at it. If you're driving back home, that's a six hour day on the road. Right. And that's yeah. a lot. It is. Especially it is. It, you're not just dinking around in between. You're actually working. Right. I'm and, staying at the dealer for two to three hours and, and having, uh, we're, we're breaking down a lot of stuff and doing a lot of work. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah. So that's kind of my cutoff. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six or seven stores that are within that three hour mark. So I, I do spend, I try to spend at least one week where I get to come home after I go to a dealership. Um, it's kind of my, my goal. Uh, so I can, I can still spend time with my family, which is more difficult when you're staying in a hotel, obviously. So is the reason, I mean, obviously the family, but is the reason you're, are you avoiding hotels? Yes. Okay. Yep. I, I, I've made that very clear that I'm not ready to do hotels yet. And I probably will by the end of this month, but our company has been very supportive of that. They have been absolutely awesome. Yep. I will say, but, um, so you're thinking though, so anything going to change between now and then, or just you being more accustomed to the idea? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. I think, um, I I'm in my, again, in, in my community, in, in this general area, I'm seeing a lot of just mixed emotion. And again, I I've said this on the podcast. I've said this in to a lot of people. I'm not worried about catching anything. I'm not worried even about really giving anything necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I go in, I wear my mask. That's our mandate. That's sure. what I do. I don't take it off. I do. I, I wash my hands. I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I follow the rules. I'm a rule follower. I've always been like that. Um, so I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but what really worries me, I'm uh, forgive me if you are one of these people, but there are a bunch of idiots out there who are going to look for every reason to sue somebody. Mm. And I just know from my, my being just my 40, almost 42 years on this planet, I'm the one that's going to get sued. <laughs> that's what fe- that sure. you, you can do pretty much anything to me and I'll just go, I'll shrug it off and go, Oh, well, you know, fuck you and move on. Mm-hmm. You mess with my money. <laughs> I'm getting all kinds of up in your face and I will break shit. <laughs> So I, I have a, but that's honestly one of my biggest fears is getting sued. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have won and I have lost mm-hmm. in life. You know, I, I have been very well off and I have been down in the dumps where we've had to, we've talked about it on the podcast before where, where we've had to make some very difficult decisions, yep. had to get rid of everything we owned and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to do it and, and take, risks yes but they need to be my risks not someone else taking it from me the choice for you yes exactly so so yeah and and maybe i'm being alarmist maybe i'm being a shithead i don't care that is my biggest fear for going out i do not want to get sued well i I guess it depends i mean if you're following all the mandates uh such as wearing the mask and you know and and just the stuff that makes sense as you said the washing your hands and and social distancing and you know not as long as you're doing those things, I, first of all, I don't see culpability. No, uh, I didn't say I was going to lose. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just don't want to have to go through it. Well, of course not. But I don't. Having been through lawsuits before, they suck. I got it. And I've been through some before, too. Of course, I've never lost. But, um, the <laughs> but yeah. it's, uh, that's, it's a, that's a whole different experience when you lose. I wouldn't know. Um, I get a different attorney. Anyway, (laughs) no, I know. And and it's, I just hate to, and you're right. And realistically these days you should be concerned about it. It it doesn't even enter my scope of really feasibility. It just doesn't. And I, I just think there's, there are a bunch of, I think you're right. Lawsuit happy idiots out there. You've seen them. You just hope that 
they will be distracted by something else. You hope. But right now, the biggest problem, and this is when lawsuits go up, which is a boon for a lot of lawyers, I would assume, is when the economy's down and people lose jobs. Because they're looking for the, there are a lot of people out there that are going to look for the quick buck. Well, I, I think, I don't disagree, but I think that it's not driven as much by that as it is by opportunistic people. Uh, yeah. And, and it may be coincidence, but often those opportunistic people are the ones out of work. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, it may be right, but I think it's, to me, especially frivolous lawsuits and, and, we all know many. I mean, the one that comes to mind initially is the the drive through customer who spilled coffee and blamed it on. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was hot. Yeah. Did, did you order iced coffee? Because that should have been thrown out. But nope. Instead, it was settled or whatever for, you know, $4 million. I, so, you know, there's you can't well, protect yourself against everything. No, well, you, you can, but it costs you a lot of money. So do you know why Minnesota has so many doctors and there are other states that have so many doctors and, and have really good medical institutions? No. One of the reasons is they've capped their malpractice insurance. Oh, mm-hmm. and so my, I, I, and this is going back way back into the nineties, but I think my stepfather, who was a physician his malpractice insurance was capped. And I think, I think I might be wrong because I don't know for sure. It wasn't something that was always given to me, but I think his malpractice insurance was about a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's what he was spending on malpractice insurance. And that was capped. Jeez, that's, that's unbelievable to me. And that's just because doctors, physicians know that they're going to get, sued. it's not an, if you get sued, it's when you get sued. It's kind of the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today, people look, oh, doctors, they're so lucky and they're wealthy and they're so, you know, when you take into consideration, especially if they had to borrow money for medical school, and yep. most do, I would most say, do, is yeah. a, fair, uh, a fair call. But I, and it's several hundred thousand dollars, oh, not just incredible. It's a, well, I mean, it can be several hundred thousand dollars for an undergrad degree at some places. Yeah. Which crazy um, and again depending upon the major that's selected <laughs> right i'm sorry i i think a social engineer is probably not yeah, who knows it, it's well, just crazy. I, i'm always going to fall and what and wow this this episode is getting very political i'm actually sharing my feelings on things isn't that crazy <laughs> i i am behind doctors i and and it's probably because i grew up with several you know sure. i I am pro doctor and pro letting them get the money. Um, do I think medical, there's a whole other side to making medicine affordable. I, that that's not what I'm talking about, but doctors, I think earn what they earn for the most part, not all, but you know, there's, you said it, they have a lot of money that they have to pay back for their student loans. Yes, they do make a lot of money, but they have that. And also, as as one of my stepbrothers put it, who is a physician, they miss out on their twenties. Oh, for sure. Well, Be- I, I, you know, in a large way, yes. Uh, let's just say that every, every interaction they have is with other people who have missed out on their twenties as well. Exactly. It's all it's all work facing. Yeah. They have uh, leisure time. Exactly. So there there there's a a ten year period where most of us are. F- quote unquote, finding ourselves, right? That's, that's probably the point in your life where 
the most of your experiences that shape your future yeah. are happening. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that for everybody. I'm generalizing, but for the most part, that's the case. Yeah. Doctors miss out on all of that because as you said, they're, they're going to school, then they're doing their residency, yep. then they're, they're building a, a base of knowledge. Then and now, especially right now, they're all specializing. So they've got to go back to school. Yep. That's, that takes time and, t and that takes 10 years. They've missed out on, on that growth period in their life. Absolutely incredible. There's no doubt. And, and let's just say as someone who has benefited greatly from brilliant doctors, <laughs> yeah. I will tell you they're worth whatever it costs. It, Absolutely. It, it's a, uh, it, you know, you, we laugh about it. There was a, I won't say where this person uh, came into play, but a friend of uh, Lisa's and myself uh, was a specialist and mm, probably the biggest dickwad that you would ever meet in your life. And, and I mean, just full of himself. Also had short man's disease. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so he's, you know, trying to make up for that. And, and look, and I'm not saying it, it's not about the short thing. It's about this guy in particular. He was the cockiest dude you would ever meet. If I ever needed his specialty, he's the first guy I would seek out. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If that's the guy you want. That's yep. the lady you want who knows the stuff, who is not afraid to tell it. And this is what I blah, blah, blah. That's yep. who I want doing the surgery. That's who I want with my care. Otherwise, yep. you're. I'll take the nicest one. No, I don't want the nicest one. Oh yeah, no, and and friends, but that's it. This uh, this goes back this goes back to the I don't know who said it first, but I hear it all the time. You know what they call the the person who graduated last in his class in medical school? <laughs> the doctor. Wow, nice. Yeah. So yeah, give me the cockiest one. Give me yeah. the one that that knows the shit yeah. because you know they're all doctors. Yes. When they're done with a successful surgery, they don't say, oh, well, I got lucky. Well, no. goodness, that was true. No. The yep. best Give one me the say, one with the God complex. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, look, there are no easy gigs. And, and especially no. now we look at it and you and I are blessed because we haven't been furloughed and, and right. because we've still been in business and active yeah. in business uh, in our company. And that's awesome. But, um, you know, there are a lot of people who suddenly find themselves in a condition that they hadn't planned to be in. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how you deal with that is critical. It goes back to the Jim Rohn thing that I often talk about. It, what's not important is what happens to you. What's important is what you do with what happens to you. Right. Yeah. We have to look at it as a challenge wherever you are. Um, if you're, if you're fortunate enough to have, hung on to your job and stuck with it. And and then you have to, your challenge is what are you going to do with that? What right. were you going to make the most of that? And if you weren't that fortunate, you got furloughed or you got fired or we got whatever, what are you going to do with that? And yeah. that's, and this isn't a motivational talk. Yes, it is. But, <laughs> uh, but we have to, we're challenged by that. What are you going to do with the hand you've been dealt? Not, Oh, poor me. Right. Uh, I need help from the government or I need help. $24 trillion in debt. Uh, yeah. We could spend a lot of time talking about that. I'm not going to, but realistically, uh, 
if we're talking about raising tax, you can't raise taxes high enough to ever pay that. No. It's impossible. Right. It's not just not feasible, statistically speaking or numerically speaking, it's impossible. Right. So the only way we get out of that is I don't know. We probably don't. No, we don't. But is money even real anymore? We'll be long gone. What? Is money even real anymore? Well, that's the question. And I think that's part of what's being exacerbated these days, too, is, is you know, uh, uh, we've all heard. This, I don't know if we all have. Many of us have heard the stories about uh, uh, certain stores that don't even give change anymore. Yeah. And they either round up or or they put it on a gift card or whatever. They don't yeah. give change anymore. So right. uh, a money, uh, a cashless society, yeah, maybe on the way. Um, yeah, I invested in some precious metals. Did uh, you? A little. Well, and much. so that's that. And there, here's a question. My, my daughter asked me the other day because she, my, Peyton is very generous, overly generous. Sometimes makes me a little bit nervous how generous she is. Because, you know, she got a $10 bill once and we went into the store the same day she got it. And it was one of those things where it, it freaked me out because, again, me, money. Oof. She took it and instead of spending it on candy or anything like that, she put it in the um, at the grocery store in the donation bucket. And I'm like, Peyton, that's 10 bucks. That's $10. I, I can't be mad at you because that's very generous of you. But do you know you just put $10 in there? This, you're supposed to put your loose change, your quarters, your dollar bills, stuff like that. But anyway, very, yeah. very generous. And we were at um, another store the other day, and they had one of those donation boxes there. And she said, Daddy, do you have any cash? And I had to say no, because I'd never carry cash. I never carry cash. And maybe it's a bad thing, but I don't see the need for it, because I don't go anywhere where I need cash. I I always carry some. I have the emergency stash. Um, but I try to have, you know, and not a lot cause you're right. Well, I don't, I don't want to have wads of cash cause it just doesn't, A, it doesn't make sense. It takes up so much room yeah. in your pocket as well. But, um, yeah, I, I don't, and you can you. use your phone, you can use your cards. You just don't, there's no reason for it. Someone, someone the other day said, well, what happens if all of the computers shut down and, and, you know, the economy stops? Well, the, the money we have in our pocket isn't going to be worth anything anyways. That's correct. So, it, well, again. It, it is. I mean, it is just in the sense that if someone will take it for a good or service, right. then it's worth something. Right. It's, it's like saying, what's my car worth? It's worth what someone will pay for it. Exactly. That's well, and, and that's uh, the person I was having that conversation with. We were talking about what is valuable in that situation. Well, stock up on alcohol because <laughs> you can trade alcohol for pretty much anything. That's a good point. I'm going to tell Lisa that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I stock up anyways. You know, I was going to say, what I'm happened to my, This well, is my emergency fund. But you got to make sure it doesn't go bad. So you we, just you know keep it. <laughs> we, we have to make sure we have some around. I don't think this. there's two shots left in this big bottle here. I don't think that's going to be enough to trade. Yeah. Well, if we find the right person, it will be. <laughs> Someone who's really hard up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, I. That's. I mean, there are other things as well, and that's where, you know, silver and and yep, uh, the other precious metals metal really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, more valuable. So yeah, yeah I, I don't. There, I don't have any anymore. I need to get some. Well, and I do, and it's not a lot. It, 
but have gone with uh, mostly pre-1964 quarters because okay. they're easy to handle and they're 98% silver, something like that. Hmm. And so, but it's before 64. Right. Um, and, and, you know, so something like that, sure. Do I have a million dollars worth of them? Uh, no, two million, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wish. Uh, but but some and, and i'm not sure it'll ever come into play but uh, right you know when you talk about somebody's oh i think gold is going to go up to five thousand dollars an ounce uh okay it's well, not going to matter if the economy isn't going anywhere and so again what's it worth i don't know i think you're probably closer to reality when you say it's going to be a barter society at least initially, if that's what yeah. happens. Initially, so, initially, yeah. I, that's a good point to make. And you know, and if worse comes to worse, I have thirty-seven dollars in Canadian money in my drawer. Oh yeah, hey yeah. there, a bunch uh, of loonies, well, lots of a <laughs> bunch of loonies and a bunch of toonies, toonies and loonies. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I, I had a conversation with uh, someone yesterday. I haven't talked to him probably in seven years. He had some website questions. Um, he's working on something and, and doesn't know how to do it, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. He had some website questions and and he has just been introduced to cryptocurrency. Ah. Uh, not, not introduced like he didn't know what it was, but he's actually now investing in it. And, and it brought a thought into my mind. I was listening to a podcast. Um, it was, uh, it was one of Kara Swisher's podcasts. Okay. Uh, and they were mentioning Akon, the rapper Akon. Uh, he has an idea for a, a very, um, Wakanda-ish type of community in his home country of Senegal. And he, I guess he had the idea before uh, Black Panther came out. And, but uh, since, you know, Chadwick Boseman had passed away, uh, this brought a lot of attention back to the Black Panther and black back to, um, uh, to Wakanda and obviously to Akon, who's trying to build this community. And he's several billion dollars to build it in Senegal, but it's supposed to be um, all based on cryptocurrency, which I found fascinating, a fascinating idea. I don't know how it would work or if it would work, but it, it does bring up a lot of questions when it comes to how our currency works currently and, and precious metals. And, and, you know, our, uh, I don't know how many people know history. I love history. Um, and, and to your point earlier about what I know about television and stuff, I think one of my specializations with the history that I know has, has to do with mass media and mass communication. Cause I love that's, that's my area. That's what I, so, you know, it's, it's something that I I'm very passionate about. So I don't know how many people actually know how our money system is set up and how it works. You know, it used to be backed by gold, which mm -hmm was why we, the, the reason we have Fort Knox and several other places. Now it's actually backed by a private banking system. Yeah, it was gold and silver, actually. Gold and fact, silver, yep. Back years ago, and just as an aside, when I had a paper route, there was one lady, and I used to have to go door to door to collect for the papers, which was weird in itself. Yeah. But there was one lady who would pay me in silver certificates. Really? Which was kind of cool, and of course, I wish I had kept them, but... 13 years old, you go, Oh, it's a cool looking dollar bill, you know, and I yeah. probably saved it for a week, but yeah, silver certificates, gold certificates was probably the predecessor. I don't think I ever got any of those, but she paid me typically in silver certificates. And so I probably had, you know, 25 bucks or 30 bucks at one time. Probably worth millions now. 
Probably not millions. No. <laughs> a couple hundred, maybe. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I'm a hundred air. <laughs> Actually, no, no. It, in reality, it was probably it's probably in the thousands. Not just because it's backed by silver, because sure. that silver's probably gone, yes. but probably just because of the paper that it's printed on. Just because it's a novelty now. Yeah, maybe so. And who knows? So yeah, thank you for driving that point home that I should have kept it. And I'm an yeah. idiot for not. I hey, was 13 years old. I, I was given. McDonald's. I was given 10 shares of Oracle when I graduated from college and turned around and sold it when it was worth three grand so I could buy a computer. <laughs> Six months later, it was worth 20. So, <laughs> But look look at you now, the knowledge you've gained. Yeah, from that so the next time point. someone gives me 10 shares of something, I'm not letting it uh, Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's worked very well. Okay, I'm sorry. I kind of went on a... On a, on a side. So continue talking about how our money system works because it really is interesting. It is interesting. So, and, and I don't think a lot of people realize or know that it's not actually run by the government. It's run by the private banking system and Correct. the banks that actually print our money are private banks. And it, I'm not sure in detail the politics now because it's, it, it's not historic. It's happening right now. Well, that was historic. Now that statement um, well, now, now that statement was historic. <laughs> no, uh, this is why I'm weird. Cause I yes. listened. Yes. And yeah, well, I was just watching you blow your nose. That's why I was trying to I, fill. fill Mike, I know. How do you know I actually blew it? You can't tell. Maybe I went. I like saw that. the air. It was flowing. It was flapping in the air with my mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're blowing your mouth. <laughs> We've been podcasting way too long. We've been friends way too long. If we can finish each other's sentences, <laughs> I'm sorry. it's better than marriage. Um, wow. It's marriage. Number two, way less sex in this though. No. Yeah. Well, there's money on the bed. Um, <laughs> that's true. Silver certificates, silver certificates. Anywho, the, uh, basically it's when the economy starts tanking, we actually start printing more money, which, you know, leads to when you're talking about, um, deficits and things like that, that's part of the reason we have such a great deficit that's is because correct. we have too much money that's been printed, which brings down the value of the dollar, uh, so on and so on and so on yeah. and so on and so on. It's, it's very confusing. And, and quite honestly, I think it would be much better and much more simplistic if we went back to the gold standard. Well, it would be great. nearly nearly impossible to do now. Planet, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 just too bad, and frankly, it's a result of uh, bad decisions by policymakers. Mm -hmm. and, and instead of spend, 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 and tax, 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 what happens is you get to a point now where, as I said, you can't tax enough. You could take all of the collective wealth. Of every all the one percenters, mm -hmm. not even scratch the surface of that twenty-four trillion dollar. It wouldn't right. scratch the surface. So right. take their money, which leaves them with nothing. And well, that's not gonna work. It's just it's crazy. And you can see it in a microcosm when you look at individual cities. Uh look at Chicago and look at Detroit and look at Baltimore, and they're all in financial trouble. And, uh, and it's sad because it's just because people are not paying attention to the long-term effects of some of the decisions that are made. So again, yeah. you're right. We've been political today, but I, 
it's this is stuff that we have to look at because I, I think it affects us all in one way or another. Yep, absolutely. And and so along those lines, I was listening to another podcast. I think I think it was um, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, and he interviewed, he and Monica interviewed um, Bill Gates. Mm. And they were talking about taxation. And and I think, if I remember correctly, and I'm paraphrasing, but I remember correctly, he was saying, you could tax someone like me, him, he, I'm pretending to be Bill Gates, I wish. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you could tax someone like me, 68, 70%, it's not going to hurt me. Mm. I'm still going to have more money than I know what to do with, but it's not going to do anything. Right. So, so that's the, and, and often you will have people who will say that, that, Oh, you can, you can do that. But just because it's true of him. Yeah. So he live on, you know, 5 billion okay, right. well, for you, Bill. That's great. But really suffer through that. Don't you? Um, well, he was talking about the one percenters. Let me make that very clear. Oh, it's, it's not true of all the one percenters. It, no. it, it's different. It's a different scheme of all. I, I guess the thing that when you took take a look at average Americans, if you just simply looked at Social Security, and if that money had been untouched by Congress, so, Social Security is what? Yeah, um, yeah but. exactly. From <laughs> unfortunately, for many of our younger listeners, that may be the reality. I I would assume that I'm not even betting on it. Well, uh, and I'm close enough that it's it's probably feasible, but it's silly because we pay in our whole lives to that, to the FICA system, and it's matched by employers. And if you just took it collectively over a lifetime of what you've paid in, give me that check at the end or multiply it out by some factor of, of uh, interest rate. And I mean, it's worth hundreds, at very least, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Somebody's at the retirement age. They yeah. have wasted it away so that, I mean, it's it's worth not only zero interest, but it's worth less than what you actually paid in. Yeah. And, and there's some, of course, a wonderful cause behind it, I'm sure not. But that, it was additionally put to be somebody's retirement plan. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's that's sad. what the idea was. I think it's really sad mm-hmm. that. Every, you know, there are many people that depending upon when they started giving and the rates of increase over that time, uh, some people would be getting, here's a million dollars and you could retire on that, that to say nothing of pensions and all that other stuff. So anyway, it's Uh, a shame because it's been mismanaged and I'm not pointing fingers to one side of the aisle or I would say it's both sides. I don't, I think for so long, you can't even point a finger. I do think it's very sad and, and, you know, I'll, I'll admit to making a a very decent living. So for what I'm paying in, sure. I'm never going to see another dime of that. Yeah. And it's not taxes. I don't, I honestly don't care about taxes. You know, I'm fine being taxed. I really am. You know, if it, you have to have an acceptance level. I would agree with you. We live in a wonderful country mm -hmm. by and large. There are some, of course we have problems like every country, like every country. Exactly. But, But, um, I, I think that uh, taxation is something, and and it's biblical too. So, if as a as a Christian, I look at it and say, look, don't complain about it because you have to pay. Everybody right. pays. Right. And the message is throughout Scripture. So, uh, I don't fight that at all. But um, there, it gets to a ridiculous part where it's used 
politically. And yes. so France, with the, the average tax rate, as I understand, runs somewhere between 70 and 78%. Yeah. Average. Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. That yeah. representation in that taxation, I don't right. know. Probably no, not. no. But I, I'm not, my point there was, though, I'm not really talking about tax. Yep. Again, I'm fine with tax. FICA is not tax. Not supposed to be. But it's not supposed to be tax. You don't get it back. It's tax. Exactly, and that's kind of my point. You know, yeah. if if I'm not get if I'm paying it now, if you want to make that part of my taxes, sure. let's talk about it. I'm I'm probably going to be okay with that if I if I know that it's not coming back to me. But you know, like you said, you might get it mm-hmm. when you get to retirement age. I know I'm not getting it. It's it's pretty much a given now that my age and younger, yeah. we're not going to see a dime from it. It's, unless something radically changes. Best to assume that, yes, yep. unless something radically changes. And I don't know. That could be anything, but I, who would have who would have anticipated a pandemic? Right. Yeah. So, uh, who yeah. knows? Anything. But even, even that money that we're getting, that the government is giving everyone from the pandemic, that's not coming from that. It's oh, coming no. from taxes. Well, of course it is. And, and that's where, it, again, we're spending money we don't have. So right. it's political reasoning behind it. And when I say we don't have it, I mean, it's just going right to the, to the deficit. It is. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing, you know, it's, well, we're going to pay for that. No, probably not. I, yeah. I, I don't know how it's going to work that way, but as you said, the outcome is the same. It's just like, let's print more money and there are no consequences. Well, yeah, actually there are. Right. So don't really know what they are yet. We'll find out in 10 years, 20 years around that but but since we're so much the dollar is so much a a world-based uh currency it's it's just uh it's hard to say but i mean if we were any other country uh we'd already be obviously we'd be in in bankruptcy right yeah Yeah. and it's it, it is interesting to see how our dollar um really does drive everyone else's. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm fascinated by Brexit. Yeah. I'm I'm fascinated by the UK pulling out of, of the EU and going back. I mean, it's not like they've ever left the pound. I mean, I don't know because I've never been to, to um, the UK, but I don't think they ever used the euro, did they? I think they still were on the, the, the sterling pound, the pound I, sterling. My guess would be that it was probably accepted, and that was part of the deal, I would guess, yeah, um, of being part of the EU. But uh, I don't know that for a fact. So but I think it, you're right. I don't think it's ever – the pound has never gone away. Yeah, and so the – which is also interesting to me. How many places in the U.S. can you go and they'll accept other currency? For example, you go to Canada – you go to a McDonald's or a Burger King in Canada, and they ask you if you're paying using Canadian dollars or American dollars. Well, and it depends to the proximity to the border. I mean, mm. That has something to do with it. But I'm mm. John's. It's probably not as likely that it doesn't mean it's impossible. But but tourist areas, Calgary, for example. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. They will take U.S. monies and and many other countries. Will. Many other countries. Yes. Yeah, when we went on our honeymoon, we we didn't exchange much money. We did a little bit, but when we ran out of the the money in St. Vincent, they took the American dollar. They were happy to take it. Well, that's just it. I I often, as you know, I leave money on hotel room beds. Yeah. And uh, so for the maid, here's your tip. And they would always, uh, not always, often express their appreciation if we left it in U.S. currency. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's worth more in many, many other countries. In many cases. That's yeah. true. Um, so speaking of uh, uh, Great Britain, uh, I watched the Grand Tour last night. <laughs> Do you want? Oh, I love the Grand Tour. I've watched every single oh. episode. Did they have, did a new one come out? No, I don't think it's oh. a new one. I think I'm just getting caught up because what was the okay. predecessor to it where the, all the legal top, stuff? Top Gear. Top Gear. And loved that too. But these same three guys, Jeremy Clarkson, and you can name the other two. I, James uh, May and... Um, love him. He's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, for some reason, I'm blanking on the little one. <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I can see his face, but I can't yep. see it anyway, but, uh, grand tour it's, it's well worth it. There was one that I watched last night, seriously laughing out loud more than once that they had, uh, RVs. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I know which one you were. Yep. With RVs they're driving. Uh, I think it's the red Lake or something like that. And it's yeah. a dry lake. <laughs> 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 Clarkson's in his RV and they've built a flybridge on the top yep. of the RV and he's controlling it from up on the roof. And it's, oh my gosh, it is just one of the funniest. Uh, and James May has a, uh, has a, uh, uh, like the whole side where a slide out would be. Yep. Cut out and there's a bar on the inside. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yes, happy hour in there and cooks breakfast in the morning on a little patio. Yeah, R- Richard Hammond. Richard Hammond, thank you very much. And and he he they're very talented. He's an excellent driver. He did uh, except he's the one that keeps crashing. <laughs> he does, but he's still a terrific race driver. I, yes, uh, I've seen him uh, in several vehicles that I would love to drive, and he handles them. So, you, have you made it to this the to the crash yet? Um, well, I saw it earlier and I'm not really going in any particular order. Okay. Watch whatever pops up, frankly. So, um, I think I'm in season eight, episode nine or something. Okay. So you're still in top gear. That's top gear. No, no, no. Grand tour is only three seasons. Maybe it's three episodes. Okay. So, well, I don't hold on. I think three, eight, and I think three, eight is the RV one or three, seven. Let's see. Three seven well-aged scotch um you're in you're in episode eight season three okay they are in they are technically in season four right now they've been approved for season five which i think is well so here's the interesting thing at the end of season three you're going to find out something very interesting oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna break it to you thank you but let me just tell you season four and season five are much different than the other seasons that you're going to watch look i'm I am just it, when if you've watched Top Gear, and I know you have, it it just is such an interesting uh, uh, transpiring throughout the years. It, it seems to uh, it seems to evolve a little bit from one year to the next. Yep. And I just love where they take it because sometimes you're going, "What is this real? Are they you know?" And it's all overproduced and hilariously so. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it, it's just fun. I also, and I know we got to go here soon. I also watched uh, an episode of uh, Comedians in Cars with Coffee. Which is also a very good show. Well, you know, I, there are some I like and there are some, uh, it depends on the comedian. Some yes. Like, 
dicks and I won't watch them. And you could probably guess. Yeah. Uh, I watched one with Jimmy Fallon. Yesterday. Oh, I bet that one was good. That was really fun. It was a two parter. And, and it was funny if for no other reason I talk about being overly produced, they they're driving in this beautiful 56 Corvette, mm-hmm. and, you know, driving down the road. And at some point, Jerry flips to his own vehicle, which is a Range Rover, pulling a Boston Whaler, which is his own boat. (laughs) (laughs) They get into this and they drive it and they drop the boat in and they come out and they're back in the Corvette. And then you look in the distance behind them, there's a squad car that's been following the whole time, protecting them probably or whatever. Right. There's the Range Rover with the Boston Whaler behind them and all of these other vehicles that are, you know, production crew. And That's hilarious. Really funny. That's funny. jokes and stuff the one with the one with jim carrey was really good you should have you seen that one you should you should see that one that one's good but uh yeah it's so the grand tour is good um i don't like now the new because they keep trying the the bbc is doing it and now every other country has their own um uh not grand tour um top gear and Dak Shepard now is going to be on the American Top Gear. He dropped that little nugget of knowledge in one of his podcasts recently. But I don't know how that's going to go. I, I would enjoy seeing Dak Shepard do it. I think that's a really good fit. But you can't beat the original Top Gear. No. And I, I have not been able to watch any of the Top Gear. I tried to watch the, the reboot of the British one. But it was nowhere near as good. Yeah. Nowhere near as good. No, you get you get a sense, at least, or I do, of what my expectation is. and. Look, there are instances where it's it's you can replace certain actors and people and so yep. on personalities. I think of The Office, the original UK Office. Yeah, it, funny to watch. It doesn't hold a candle to the US version, right? I'm sure you know people who like the UK one the first time seeing The Office would have gone, "What? This isn't the same. This is different." You know? Yeah, yeah. Your development. I don't. I think it's different, or it feels like it is, ever since they broke up the Top Gear team and what yeah. because those guys. It wasn't it's it, sure. exactly. It's not Top Gear. It's just yeah. those three are Top Gear. Oh my gosh! That, no one else. No one else can do it. it yeah. yeah, they have such a great um, uh, a collaborative spirit. Yeah, <laughs> unlike us. We're not funny. We're not uh, funny. We're not we very try. collaborative. We try. We try way too hard. That's probably our biggest issue. That we try too hard. We try too hard. I bet our listeners say that a lot. Those fellas, they try too hard. Oh gosh darn. They're so <laughs> cute. God love them. They don't ever say that. They don't. <laughs> well, it's because they don't see us. That's why. <laughs> and we're better off that way. Yeah. But <laughs> you keep trying to get me to do video. Jeez, well, John. Oh, I didn't think we were going to talk about that out loud. We've talked about it on every episode for the last three episodes. I Let's, think we've talked about that before. Oh, I, I thought we were talking about the other video that we were discussing. Oh, that video. No, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> wow. Wow. I know. On that note, John, where can they hear more about Bowjika Wine? I mean, uh, potty sites. Oh, okay. Wow! Yeah, don't search for that either, because that's no, I, no not not potty sites, potty oh, sites. Oh, don't! Uh, if you were actually Wait, there's the third word, potty mouths. You it, would go to pottymouths.com, p o t t y m o u t h s.com, and you will find 
many things there. First of all, our episodes. Yeah, this latest episode, which is Vegan Bikers. We, uh, what's Vegan Bikers? What? What was the second one we came up with? Vegan Bikers, and I don't. You'll have to listen to the podcast. I'll have to listen to it. Vegan Bikers, something else, and then uh, Potty Sites. That's the third one. I've come up with it now. It's Potty Sites. Okay, well done. That's going to make me want to watch it um, or listen to it. Watch it would be great if we had video. Anyway, right. to the episodes, you can go back, and it's fun to listen to the old ones because we have truly gotten about the same as we were back then. <laughs> In 84, 85, some episodes. Isn't that awesome? But we're getting a lot of people are starting to download. And so if you could tell one friend, you got to check out the Potty Mouse podcast, we would be forever grateful because it really is. It's it's fun to see how more people are downloading and listening when they have a chance. And, yeah. and we're getting there. It's taking some time. But I think everything I read or most of the things I read talk about how it takes some time. It's not yeah. something that happens overnight unless you have a Dax Shepard or right. you know, somebody like that. It's very important. And there's my barky dog. Hi, hi Indy. Saying hi to everybody. There's obviously a delivery at the door because my camera has alerted me. Oh, and it's, so has the dog. <laughs> so is the dog. We have a dog and a camera. Redundancy, nice. it's called. Yeah, it's good to have a backup. So, anyway, go to pottymouse.com. You'll find out all of our social media links and all sorts of insight as to what you can do to promote Potty Mouse. Like our merch store, for example. Merch store would be phenomenal. Go up there, order some masks with potty mouse masks and I'm going to create some shirts that say, I think we've said this before, um, along with all the other shirts that are already up there. Uh, you can, and, and keep in mind, if you go up to the merch store and you've listened to the episode with, uh, Tyson Schaffner, it's on every, every, uh, item that is ordered that has something to do with patched overalls. We are donating hundred percent of the proceeds to patched overalls. Amen. And that is a great, uh, charity for us to give to and uh, just a cool guy if you haven't heard that episode do check it out Tyson's a great dude yep I agree I've known him for over 20 years now and and I'm still awed by him every every year yep. so every I've time I talk to him like 20 days so yep. we're, we're old buds too yeah there you go so anyway uh, I hope you all enjoyed our episode leave comments on our social media leave comments on your favorite uh podcast listening network if you so desire we would love to hear from you especially since we got very political in this one i actually shared my opinions which is very rare i don't think anyone understands unless they listen to all 80 some odd episodes that i don't share my opinion very often we collectively drew them out of you today yes well maybe i'm just fired up about certain stuff i don't yeah. know could I'm be that sued. getting sued i don't want to get sued oh don't oh no no i don't want to get sued I hate getting sued. Yeah, I think everybody else loves it. I'm sure they do. I'm sure yeah. there's someone out there that they just love the process. That's why they keep suing people. Well, um, there's that Florida lawyer that they talk about. He's a litigator. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm I'm just on that note, John. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. We'll talk soon. See ya. <laughs>